Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. You know, it's so easy to not put yourself first and to just get busy and feel like that's okay and that's just where you're at in life. And this woman ends up, Nina, she ended up pausing the interview, asking the camera crew to go outside and said a quote to me. Uh, She said, Rachel, have you ever heard that your video is not matching your audio? It's episode 139 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, an exercise physiologist and nutrition professor. Then it's another moderately funny edition of Humans Being Human with Chris and the Elk Package Package Story. And we're up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick Mountain Biking? <clears throat> no, of course, yeah. We get Mike Mountain Biking out of the way one minute into the podcast. <laughs> well, Chris... Chris, will, Chris about that. Yeah, Chris, who is on our Humans Being Human, he always makes fun of me for mentioning it. And like the last show, he was like, you didn't mention it. Like, what the heck? And I was like, well, this next show, I'm just going to say, how are you, Rick? Mountain biking, just to get it out of the way. So, <laughs> By the way, did you change microphones? You sound like you're in a bathroom. I uh, I am in a bathroom. <clears throat> no, uh, it's the same microphone. Is it, does it sound okay. weird? Maybe it's my... No, maybe, that's, that's, maybe it's my uh, headphones or a computer or something. Okay, I was just curious. Okay, right. so speaking Sorry. of the bathroom, my uh, I'm standing. My little station is in my bedroom next to the bathroom, and my daughter just came in here to get a little a little baggy of little hair things, and she's wearing nail polish. Excuse me, she is wearing ro- roller skates. <laughs> you'll you'll get whatever I say. You'll get in like. <laughs> And she's wearing roller skates. She has been wearing roller skates around the house for the last, I don't know, month. We went today, Rick, to an, like a roller skating rink. And I put on the roller skates that have like the four wheels per skate, not like the inline skates. Those are, those are, those are called quads, by the okay, way. Thank, okay, because I know I have not roller skated, skated, sco- scooted, roller scat in probably 25 years. Like... I can't remember the last time I went roller skating. And as I was out there, and I kind of got, you know, we used to go roller skating. Remember Thunderbird Rink? Did you ever go to that roller skating rink in Plano? I, practic- I practically lived there when okay. I was like junior high, high school. Okay. Because I, uh, That's I where that was hockey? one of my, yeah, it wasn't my first job, but it was one of my first jobs was a hockey referee. Uh, yes. Refing, okay. hockey game at that Thunderbird, yeah, yeah. So okay, I didn't realize that's where it was. So I was thinking about like it, it kind of came, it came back eventually, 
and it was fun. And I was thinking about, well, this man, Rick, would just hop on here with the inline skates and just probably just be able to go crazy. You'd probably skate backwards. You can do all the sorts of things. When like, but I know you you skate, you know, like every now and then. But when's the last time you went roller? Is that a thing now? Do people go roller skating? Like just like casually going roller skating. Yeah, because I remember that used to be like a thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't think if you remove. Uh, Hockey or hockey-related activities from that, uh, it's probably been about the same. It's probably been, am I, 36? It's probably been about 25, 24, 23 years, something like that. Just going to the, the old roller rink right. for a nice uh, Friday evening. Oh, my gosh, Rick. Ski. I just remembered this. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing that I just remembered this. The, I, I can remember the last time we went roller skating because I was with you because it was at like a New Year's Eve lock-in at our church. Remember? That might have been it, yeah. Because, okay, that, that this is something that I remember from that night. The, the, uh, the, the, there was like a DJ. Okay, I feel like, let me stop. I feel like this is a grand setup, this whole thing, to tell a story about something stupid I did 25 <gasps> well, years ago this, on I, New Year's Eve. I promise you, I, like, I just remember this. Like, and I've always thought no, this was so that was funny. not convincing at all. You're like, oh, hey, speaking of roller skating, you know what I just remember? It just popped in my <laughs> no, head. No, I swear. Two seconds ago. Okay, listen. Tell so the story. Tell the story. So whatever it happens to be, I don't know what you're saying. We would all we would meet up at like this is like an event with our church. We would meet up at like I don't know what eight o'clock, six o'clock at the church on like New Year's Eve, and we would like just go to we would go roller skating, and we would go like play laser tag, and we would go we would do like all these different things all night long, and end back end up at the church. That was actually the lock in that your brother told that joke before. Yeah, I got your bike right here. I got joke, your bike yes, right here. Yes. Joke, which has gone down in history as one of the greatest moments of my life, and. It, but it, I don't think it was that same year, but it was that same event, and it was New Year's Eve, and Rob was with us, and we were roller and we were roller skating, and I remember there was like a DJ up, like you know, back then when you used to just go roller skate to have fun, there was like a guy playing music, and he was up there like "Happy Birthday" to these people, and like all this stuff. Well, he was asking people to send him uh, New Year's resolutions, like to like hand him New Year's resolutions, and he was. <laughs> do you remember this? Do you remember this? Uh, it's vaguely. Okay. okay so, <laughs> I so, don't remember doing it, but I remember you telling the story at some point, me going like, okay, I vaguely Oh, man, I hope this. I don't. I hope I didn't already tell this story <laughs> on the show. I don't think you, don't think you okay. so I So, like, we're all skating around. And, <laughs> and unbeknownst to, like, all of us, you had, like, written your news resolution <laughs> on a little piece of paper and gone and, like, handed it to him. So, like... So you're all you're skating with next to us, and it's me, you, and Jackson, Rob, and everybody else. And then the guy was like, "All right, I've got a few more uh, New Year's resolutions to read. Here's one from such and such. They want to, uh, you know, uh, eat more salad. And here's one from such and such. They want to go to bed on time this year. And oh, here's one from Rick Bentley. His New Year's resolution is date more Italians." <laughs> <laughs> like that was your oh, that was your New Year's resolution. I, I don't know why. Like I've always like remembered that. Like date more Italians. Like what a random, what a random New Year's resolution. Uh, well, we were probably like like eleven or twelve, man. Yeah, maybe at maybe. this point, which makes it even more ridiculous. Yeah. I remember one of those New Year's lock-ins. Uh, we were on like the we had drove like a school bus, but the bus like the transmission dropped oh, or something yeah. halfway through. So there was a huge crisis, and on that same one. I don't remember who it was, but somebody, you know, like gave me like a dead leg, like need oh. me uh, in the side of the leg. 
which is, by the way, there's a name for that nerve. It's called the common peroneal. But uh, uh, it gave me a dead leg, and I'm not kidding you. It was sore. <laughs> for like a week? For like, for, no, no, for like three months. <laughs> like uh, it was black, like where it happened. They just caught me like right uh, in the right spot. It was, it probably, was just insane. It was probably Matt Hendry. I remember one one of those <laughs> times we ended up Piece at – Here's your bleeping tool for. Oh, I'll spare you, but okay. he's a piece of ass. Yeah. Anyways, so we were at like a like a, a YMCA or something, and we did like a, a a boiled egg eating contest. You remember that? And Matt Booth won the boiled egg eating contest. Yuck! I know he ate like sixteen boiled eggs. Oh, that's gross. I know the things. Yeah. Yuck. So, but anyway, so roller skating. So you you think your boys ever have any? Like desire oh, no. to roller skate? They've never been. Well, I've taken both of them ice skating, uh, ice skating okay. and I actually want to get them skating lessons. Uh, and then if they enjoy that, like there's a hockey program around here that you know free and free hockey uh, equipment and free like basic lessons. If they enjoy it, that's something they can they can do. But uh, we have never that's never even crossed my mind to go roller skating. Yeah. So do you do you know? Like, can you speak to the the physics of roller skating? Because obviously, if the if the skates are st- like straight ahead, you can't gain any traction. So okay. you have to like well, push okay, well, it's, out. It's, it's exactly it's, it's exactly like ice skating. Right. right. Uh, imagine that you're wearing ice skates, right? Okay. And right. you're looking down at your feet. You're standing up, looking down at your feet. And if your feet are parallel to each other, you can't go. Anywhere. And you try to skate that way, well, you can't go anywhere. So right. you have to push out. So one foot like look at your feet yeah. your right foot kind of cants out right. like a 45 degree angle to where that blade is against the ice and you push with that foot and you glide with your left foot yeah. and then when that stride is done you put your right foot down straight and you cant your left foot out at 45 degrees and push with that foot and that's how you do it well, that's how you do it in both of those in both those disciplines yeah, yeah. so, so I, I don't know if i can speak to the physics of it right. but i can speak to the i know how to skate Right. Well, and so it would be like I've never like tried to teach anyone how to roller skate. You probably haven't either. Like, and so well, I guess when they're skating, that you had to kind of tell them that. So like, Halen, she's been wearing these roller skates around the house. Well, the way she's been doing it, she just puts the toe really safe. She puts the toe down, and she just like you know has to have this little rubber like break on the end of this uh, roller skate. She just toe toe stop. Toe stopper. She just pushes off that and then glides, and that's how she gains her speed. She doesn't push off like like you were saying, like at an angle. And so Hope, the uh, the five year old, she doesn't know. She she hasn't mastered that. So I was telling her, okay, stand here and now point your toes out, and then we're just gonna kind of go back and forth. Well, she would like get her legs, like she wouldn't bring her feet back under center, so she would just her legs just like get getting like farther and farther apart, and then she would fall (laughs) down. But like she ended up getting where she could do it, and I think you know you can get. Man, you can get going pretty fast. I kind of got scared a couple times. Like, man, if I fall here, it's gonna be. Like, I wonder if there. I wonder if there's even a roller rink near me. Well, th- there's a there's a uh, there's two here in town. Like, so th- there's two in Abilene. There has to be like 17 in Dallas. I can't I can't believe it. There's a roller rink in Abilene, Texas. Is it packed on Friday nights? <laughs> it's the only thing to do. Uh, oh. oh, over here you can go cow tipping, and then you can go to the roller rink and. <laughs> And then they go home. Well, Everything closes at 10 o'clock at night. So One step down from Abilene is Midland, like if you really want to get country. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I was out there. That is a step down. I'm, I'm going to tell this story real quick, and then we'll get to our interview with Dr. Lowry. We, we just basically talk about coffee the whole time. It's an amazing interview. Um, and so okay. you're going you're gonna to enjoy it. And, yeah, you weren't, you weren't able to be on this one, so uh, but it was fun. There, I'm sure there were a lot of – I think I even said it a couple times. I was like, man, I'm glad Rick's not on this. He would just be totally making fun <laughs> of me right now. And uh, And – 
like I, I was like running or something like back when I was doing all that training, like running training. And there was like this bowling alley out in Midland. And it was like this rundown, closed, condemned bowling alley. Right. I mean, it was just like the, the grass was all grown out. It was just falling. The sign was falling down. I mean, it was like it had been looked like you'd been there like back in the 80s and nobody had ever bowled in it you know, for the last 20 years. And as I'm like running, like in the parking lot, I'm doing like intervals or something up and past like the, the entrance of this bowling alley. I like walked up to the entrance to just kind of peek in, you know, I was like, man, what is this? I bet it looks, I bet it's crazy in there, you know, like an old rundown bowling alley. And there, there were like people in it. And I saw like a, like a baby carrier. And I was like, Oh gosh. And like, I like, I kind of like, you know, quickly went away. It's like, there's like homeless people or something are like living in this bowling alley. Because I, I, I couldn't see, you know, there's like two sets of glass doors in the sun. I couldn't really see. I just, I could just see people. And I was like, oh man, that's crazy. Like, oh, you know, so like I went away and like, I didn't want to bother him or anything. I didn't want to think I was like coming in trying to like, you know, m- mess with him or anything. Well, that night I like went out to a dinner thing or something and I came back to the hotel and as I passed the bowling alley, the parking lot was full. It, it was open. It was like a, it was just people in there bowling. But like it was so a bowling alley. Yeah, but it was like you such. Don't say. You don't it, say. Yeah, but it was like such a rundown, like horrible, horrible looking place that I just my brain never even considered. Oh, it's open. There are people and they're bowling. Like I, it was, and it was a bowling alley. Like so, that's pretty standard Midland Abilene type stuff. Yes, yeah, uh, I would say so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the interview with Dr. Lowry. Go to the website, simplyandlifestyle.com. There is all the stuff you could ever want there, contact information, everything else like that. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up, which we're talking about at the end of the show. Um, at SimplyHuman52 is where you can find us on social media, like us on Facebook, all that good stuff. You can go to the store page uh, and look at all that. There is a, uh, an affiliate link to Alt-Shift Lift. If you go to the store page and click on that Alt-Shift banner, and then once, that'll take you to the Alt-Shift website. And then if you go buy the book there, we get a little train down the uh, track uh, thing. Did someone say that? I can never say that. Um, okay, so here is the interview with Dr. Lowry. We're talking about Flex Magazine, Pumping Iron, uh-huh. yeah, The Curse of Competence, A Sports Nutrition Philosophy, Coffee, How to Make Coffee, Pre-Workout Caffeine, Starbucks via Coffee and Sleep, Treat, Not Staple, The Tortoise and the Hair Approach, and Being a Warrior Nerd. Here's Dr. Lowry. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, super excited to have Dr. Lonnie Lowry, who's an exercise physiologist and nutrition professor. He's a former competitive bodybuilder. Google image him, people, trust me. And he's been a freelance writer for most top bodybuilding and fitness magazines and is a researcher and lecturer. Welcome, Dr. Lowry. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you are also one of the hosts of Iron Radio, the Iron Radio podcast, which I was on, uh, gosh, it's been a couple of months ago now, hasn't it? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, several weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that's, you know, we're, we'll talk more about that towards the end of the uh, of the interview. But uh, yeah, just really, really excited to have you on. I know uh, Mike Mike T. Nelson has been on the show a couple of times, and that's sort of how all that went down. But let's, let's just kind of talk about, you have such an interesting background. Um, let's talk about sort of how you got to where you are today. Oh, yeah. You know, looking back, I'm not 100% sure how I really got into fitness and bodybuilding, physique, competition, all that sort of thing. Uh, I I do know that there was a sort of a crucible moment when my sister, when I was 13 years old, uh, bought me a Flex magazine. And that would have been the early 80s. Do you remember who was on the cover? 
Yes, Samir Benut. Oh my gosh, yes. Like my yeah, yeah. My, my brother and I were like huge into all that back then. Like my brother was like a huge Arnold fan and he yeah. we had a you know, so we had all the flex so some, yeah, man, all those old guys like the but, you know yeah. so she she did it as a joke, yeah. you know, because I was I was basically benching cement and plastic weights off the floor of my <laughs> you know, with I mean, imagine the limited range of motion. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, um, the top range of your bench was like extraordinary. Yeah, <laughs> lockout was brilliant, right? Yeah, but she did it as a joke, and I took it seriously, <laughs> and so that sort of became, you know, the theme, and you know, the usual stigma. You know, like I was supposedly at family gatherings. You know, I was the narcissist of the family because right. I liked physique stuff, and yeah. you know, and sleeveless but, shirts just, and things. Yeah, <laughs> well, and you know, and just. Tom Platts, I think, said it best. He said, I think it was in Pumping Iron or The Comeback or one of those documentaries, but it's, it just calls to some people. It's like a, it, almost like a priest. You yeah. know, you have a calling to something you must do, and that was one of the things that just really, really called to me. You know, I mean, I was um, – I did competitive martial arts, you know, in Taekwondo for years, and uh, I had played some soccer when I was a kid and that sort of thing, yeah. but uh, it was always sort of – weird sports even in high school you know track and martial arts and i mean i was a pole vaulter so oh, i always wow. like adrenaline type things or you know they're they require a lot of skill and a lot of fitness but you didn't really get recognized for it in any way right. you know i wasn't celebrated in the halls of my high school you know, like <laughs> right. football guys or yeah or stuff like that but um yeah but i think that's how it started i started reading uh weeder magazines yeah. mostly and there was always tidbits, always hints about science, you know, and and I think eventually uh, I, I I started learning more and more, and I got this idea that hey, you know, maybe this is something I can go to to college for. And uh, another sort of I think epiphany moment was I was in the second floor of the Kent State Library, which was where I was going to go to school, and uh, it, that's where all the science journals were, the nutrition journals, the exercise physiology journals, and I'm like. Holy Christ! This is legit. Like I just I stumbled into a, a Solomon's mine. You yeah. know? it's like you don't even know where to start. It's like no, uh, yeah, so much of what I read I didn't understand. But you can always drop to the last few sentences of an of a you know an scientific abstract. Right. And it'll, so the conclusion, these results, yeah, yeah, the conclusion. And even to this day, that's what I tell students: if you don't understand some of the equipment or the statistical mumbo jumbo. You can still read the conclusion, and this stuff is peer-reviewed, right? Yeah. It's not fact-checked like some journalist you know, in a lay magazine. People have aggressively taken a look at this and said, did the author do or say anything stupid? Yeah. And so there was such a level of quality, and I just started cashing in immediately for my own, for my martial arts or for my you know, physique training, and I just fell in love with it, you know, and then – you know, five diplomas later, yeah. you know, here I sit, I guess I overdid the yeah. education side maybe. And then I would compete, you know, not very frequently, but, um, may, and maybe that's a byproduct of the schooling and of the yeah. rigors and all that. But I'd say every four or five years I would, you know, dip back into the competitive waters, partly just as a courage test, right? It, right. it was intimidating in a way. I always felt like I was getting back in the saddle kind of, but I liked that like test yourself like you know what i mean like yeah. it takes a lot of guts to get on stage in your underwear in front of a thousand people yes yeah. 
it, it takes a lot of guts to like do that like in your own house you know like <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> like i do that you know i do my little physique poses for just for like my wife and she ridicules me <laughs> and throws things at me so i don't even i can't even imagine <laughs> but, kelly my wife she oh man she's perfected this flat look like it's it's almost eye rolling but it's like you know take it somewhere else you know right. cool guy. <laughs> yeah my, my wife is like she knows what the top of like her eye sockets look like she's just in a constant <laughs> eye roll like she right. never is looking down down straight you know but hey you yep. mentioned pumping iron a second ago do, do you agree as i as i believe that that is like a must. What are you like an, a bodybuilding fan or not? That is like a must watch for every human. Oh, it is. I think it speaks to the purity of it. You know, uh, you know. I talked about a calling. Uh, I once got in a big debate with a, a friend of mine as to whether or not performance enhancing drugs were the the essence of bodybuilding, and I would argue, no, they're not. And he would say, but without it, pro bodybuilding can't exist. And you know, it's that age old argument, yeah. but. Um, no, definitely required watching. And I, don't, I would also say um, when I got it on VHS, it was called yeah. The Comeback. It was 1980. It was Tom Platz was in it. And uh, it was just fantastic. And yeah. it, it, I was just so – I don't know. It, it just just reached inside me and yeah. grabbed something, you know. And, well, if you ever need like – as somebody who like lifts weights, who I hope all of you humans out there are lifting weights, if you want motivation to like lift weights, just watch Pumping Iron. I mean I, I can't – and tell you how many times I've watched it, and there's some hilarious lines. The yeah, the pump, yeah. the pump line, the Arnold. You know, I have a shirt that says Arnold's Numero Uno. It's like has the it's white with the black right. you know around, <laughs> and like just the and just from a psychological perspective, there are some like mind games that Arnold would play with people that bodybuilding or not are just like fascinating. Well, you know, Tom Platt said something in one of those films. Uh, he said Arnold's in love with life. I want to be like yeah, that. Yes, too, you know. And then you look and look what he's done. Like that—that's not like that. That was an indication of like what he was about to do with his life. Like that, Arnold is one of my favorite. You know, you, you ask, you know, what are the who are the five people you want to have lunch with? You know, like Arnold is like top three on yeah, my list. I agree with that. Like he is just yep. such an unbelievable person. But Very, anyway, yeah, we can. Now he, I mean, if I could ever get Arnold on the show, now that would be. Oh, I'd love to have him on Iron yeah, Radio. Yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We did once. Maybe I you have to edit this out. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I, I have a, I have a bleeping tool. Yeah, Lou, Lou Ferrigno uh, reached out to us once, <gasps> and, and then flaked. I'm like, but what? You oh, I'm like, dude, whatever. Oh <laughs> man, like that would be another one. Yeah, like Lou Ferrigno, Franco Colombo, like Wallace, like any of those guys. Like, oh man, yeah. like those. That'd be awesome to talk to those guys. But okay, well let's let's talk about some of the things that uh, you're interested in. I know. Well, th- what are you doing now? Like, what is your like day to day job and and things that you're you're around all the time? Yeah. Well, I'm a professor, so right now I'm a teacher in the summer, but only for about another week. So I'm yeah. ramped up. You know, here we go. But uh, uh, because I went to school for both exercise physiology and nutrition and dietetics, I've taught in both kinds of departments, right? So it's been good for me, I guess, career-wise, I can jump around and I can do hybrid stuff too, like sports nutrition, yeah. you know? And sometimes it's a curse. Like this fall, I'm going to teach a pathophysiology class to some doc students in physical therapy because I've taught patho before. Yeah. So sometimes it's the curse of competence and sometimes <laughs> I feel scattered, to be honest, because, you know, there's only so much room on your hard drive. Right, right. The curse of competence, I added that to the show notes. 
Um, well, okay, so you, you mentioned sports nutrition. And I, just really quickly, I want to kind of talk to you about there are so many different people and things and influences out there uh, as far from a sports nutrition standpoint as far as you know oh you don't need as many carbs as we once thought and this you need to do this post-workout and this 30 minutes 90 minutes before this like where do you kind of fall in that sports nutrition sort of like if you had to do an elevator speech of your sports nutrition philosophy for for the athlete what what is your your philosophy there uh i think it would probably be whole foods and lots of them um with the addition of dietary supplements Right. You're going to hear that dietary supplements from one camp, you know, everything's the best since sliced bread. Right. And from the academics, usually you have people trying to disprove them, like they're performance-enhancing drugs and they're evil. And so you've got to take a very neutral look. Like what is, you know, evidence-based? What does the evidence say? So whole foods and plenty of it and uh, take a critical eye, but, you know um, – and accepting I when it's necessary of dietary supplements. Yeah. So, you know, what supplements? What supplements do you recommend? Is it? I guess it depends on the the types of movement and the types of activities that the person is undergoing. Uh, yeah. There's been uh, to me uh, an almost disturbing trend over the last fifteen years for everything to be a botanical, you know, an herb or something. And yeah. I'd have a company want me to consult on that or do research on that. I would. I'd be like, listen, guys, I'm a nutritionist, right? Creatine's a nutrient, protein, carbs, fats, vitamins, minerals. These are all nutrients. I'm, I'm all about them. And my research is focused mostly on either coffee or protein or uh, different kinds of fats. But um, there are some interesting botanicals like curcumin, you know, yeah. from curry powder, which is anti-inflammatory and, you know, really stands out in a lot of ways. And so um, – I'm I'm a fan of the stuff that's more nutrient based, right? So creatine has over 350 uh, papers on it now. There's a 75 percent consensus that it works for the things that it's usually sold for, uh, and even helps with cognition and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, fish oils, I got to take enough of them. You know, I'll take uh, four triple strength fish oils every morning. Uh, whey protein, you know, uh, pre, mid, post workout, any of the above, any or all of the above. Um, you know, uh, that's sort of the, the base. base yeah. And then sometimes, yeah, if, if I've got my, you know, my joints are barking at me a lot cause I'm in my mid forties now. So yeah, curcumin and stuff like that. If the, when the, I don't feel like the fish oils are enough, uh, on the med side, I'm, you know, Phil that does the iron radio show with me. Of course, we're both huge fans of ibuprofen. Yeah, I know. It's so amazing. Like, you know something is, you know, musculoskeletal. It's like you take ibuprofen and like 10 minutes later, there is like the pain is like gone. Like, yeah, it, it's, like oh, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just read something too about how it, initially ibuprofen before they like had like flavored it or something like it, it would like kind of uh, cause like a burning in the back of your throat in much the same way that a really high quality olive oil does. I don't know oh. if you like so like if you've ever had like real olive oil, not the crap that you get at you know Walmart or something, but like like real olive oil that's like you know quality source and all that, it'll kind of burn the back of your throat. And it's in what I, this thing that I read is talking about how it because it it's the that anti-inflammatory pathway, the ibuprofen is like kind of on that same pathway. That's, that's why that that's sort of the unflavored or whatever ibuprofen will do that same thing. I thought that was interesting from like an anti-inflammatory perspective, but, um, well, let's talk about, uh, coffee and caffeine. 
Oh, sure. You know, they, they talk about, oh, you know, coffee is bad for you. And then, oh, coffee is good for you. And then, like, then there's Folgers. And then there's like the whole Dave Asprey, like bulletproof coffee that costs a lot of money. And then there's, you know, like, so what, like, what are, you know, I, from, from what I understand, there are tons of antioxidants in coffee. There, it's really good for you. You know, but where is that line between, you know, I think, you know, too much of, too much water can kill you, right? So, like, too much of anything is not a good thing. So, like, where, like, let's talk about coffee. What, how much is good for you? What types of coffee? When? All that good stuff. Yeah. Well, first of all, coffee is not just one thing. Yeah. I usually tell people that. And it's certainly not just liquid caffeine. Yeah. You know, just like you're talking about olive oil, there's also a lot of antioxidants in, in coffee. And so, coffee does some amazing things. I once had a, uh, a mentor of mine say, Laura, you keep looking at coffee. That's boring. Why don't you go to one of the <laughs> super strong caffeine gums that the military uses or Jeez. some anhydrous caffeine? I'm like, because it's not, coffee is cool. It's not just liquid caffeine. So, for example, if you take a, a caffeine pill, you'll become slightly carbohydrate resistant for the next couple hours. But if you drink coffee, it might have a, a similar acute effect, but week to week in a chronic way, coffee enhances like carbohydrate deposition into your muscles. You know, so it would enhance muscle recovery huh. where getting strung out on energy drinks and raw caffeine would probably hamper muscle recovery. And that's because of all those other, you know, chlorogenic acid yeah. and other things that are in the coffee. Uh, as far as too much, I, I hate to minimize things. You know how scientists are always caveats, like only if this and in this population. And, yeah. But I had to put a number on it. It's probably somewhere around six cups a day. Yeah. I wouldn't do more. Uh, now, there's different size cups. It confuses me. <laughs> sometimes fancy baristas will talk about a cup of coffee being five ounces. You yeah. know, a standard fluid cup you know is eight fluid ounces yeah this is not I, if you have a 32 ounce like yeti tumbler not six of those people right yeah. no right <laughs> <laughs> so i tend to drink out of 12 to 16 ounce regular yeah. you know size coffee mugs and so what yeah do you, maybe, what do you put I'm in your coffee four of those during the day but you know what a lot of times i'll drink half calf i think my students would be shocked to hear that but uh, a lot of times, because you know i i tend to always have a cu- cup of coffee in my hand when i teach or i go around during the day it's uh you can watch documentaries. Peter Jackson does that with hot tea. Whenever he's filming, even if he needs both his hands, he'll try to do it with <laughs> also with the cup of tea. And I'm like that with, with my coffee. But I try to save the really strong caffeinated stuff for an hour before I lift. You know, that's that magic pre-workout time is get it in a 60 minutes before. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to abuse it to the point that, you know, I'm just always exhausted and I can't sleep at night. And in fact, a lot of my, my own research is I want to turn after finding – uh, you know, pretty solid five or ten percent boost in explosive lifts repeatedly over the last, I'd say, six or eight years. I, I need to turn my attention to what happens tonight. Like, if I sleep like crap, that I is it really worth it? benefit from that yeah. ten. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, okay. I've, so I've, I've written out a couple of things I want to get to about coffee. But before I do, what like what type of coffee do you drink? Should people as Folgers like like should you not drink Folgers? Like I. I get coffee from like the little bins at like a natural grocers and I and I like grind my beans either by hand or in one of those little deals like every morning like before I never you know so like what is your like recommendation on types of coffee and then how to uh, brew it and I use and I use an aero press too I'm like such yeah. a coffee snob yeah yeah, I actually had two students when I used to uh, I co-ran a nutrition center at a big university here in Ohio and two of them were managers at Starbucks and one of them said, you've got to use a coffee press, you know, and because you get that nice creme at the top with those yes. lips. I 
I admit I don't do that. I I want one maybe for Christmas this year, but I. I can tell you what I drink at home. Okay. I I'll, I have a can of half calf and a cup of full calf, chock full of nuts. I think it's a good standard kind of coffee. Yeah. It's but that's more my like um, all day kind of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, at work, I always have bags of Starbucks. I love dark roast coffee. Yeah. I know it's a little lower on the caffeine content unless it's a special kind of dark roast, but. And I just drip brew it, you know. Yeah. Um, so but, you're saying uh, you don't have to like spend eighty dollars on a half pound bag of coffee, like you can. And but but like don't spend one dollar on a pound of coffee, you know. Like just no, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Health wise and like bang for the buck in the gym of, yeah, a good uh, you know, like I said, chock full of nuts. I think is a pretty good standard. It's not expensive. Yeah. Uh, would I spend eighty bucks on a pound if I thought you know if I really wanted it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like a good like whiskey or like a good bottle of wine or something. Precise. Like you get what you pay for. Uh, that's, right. that's like one of my favorite like sayings in life, cliches. Like I want to make a T-shirt. It's like you get what you pay for. Um, and then okay, so we talked about you just drip brew. Okay, so let's talk about you, you mentioned pre-workout caffeine, and I know like a lot of people a lot out there. Um, maybe not a ton of our listeners, but some probably, you know, are interested or take like a pre-workout supplement, like a powder, and most of them have caffeine in them. But are you saying that, or would you say that like take, doing like a natural form of, of caffeine in the form of coffee before you work out is better than one of those blue powdery things or are I, those things okay? No, I think actually probably yes. Um, one of the things you got to remember with coffee, and I should amend what I was saying before too, is in the lab I always use Starbucks Via instant coffee. Okay. And the reason we do that, we, we use two packets of it. Um, two reasons. One is brewed coffee is all over the place in the number of milligrams of caffeine you get right, out of it. Right. And if you go to a Starbucks, you know, it could vary by more than 100, 150 milligrams, oh, you know. Wow. So, and the via is so precise. I mean, we actually test it in the lab with HPLC. So, can you, get, it, the, can you get that at Starbucks? Uh, you can get it at Walmart, Starbucks. Huh. Um, it's way more expensive than the little packets of Nescafe and yeah. the usual instant coffee because it's micro ground coffee. It's not the same thing. So Starbucks but, via, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, and it, you know, it's a little bit different animal, uh, but I like it. You know, and two two packets of it will light up even big powerlifters. You know, because it, it equates to something like uh, three hundred and twenty, three hundred and thirty milligrams of caffeine. Uh, so do you like have said, to do you have to like uh, brew it and and make it where it's warm or can you just dump it in water and mix it up and drink it? Yes, no, it'll dissolve in water. Yeah, cool. uh, I I put hot water on it, but yeah. you can make iced coffee with it and that kind of stuff. Man, uh, cool. But I like it because of the again chronically. There's tons of research coming out. Uh, some of it primarily was in Japan, and now it's all over the place that it actually enhances carbohydrate metabolism, coffee does, you know, over, uh, you know, six, eight, 12 weeks kind of thing. So, and you're not going to get that out of an energy drink. Right. So, you know, plus it's, maybe it's the old school in me, you know, we're talking about pumping iron and stuff, but like my buddy Rob and I, we'd sit around and our, our pre-workout ritual was like, you know, a very large cup of just, I mean, it's, I think it's crappy, but people may vary. Your mileage may vary, but McDonald's coffee and a yeah. cheeseburger. That was like our <laughs> pre-workout. And then we would just go tear it up for like three hours, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah. So what, what do you put in your coffee? I put – right now I'm putting half a packet of stevia. Okay. Uh, I, I like just a little bit of sweet – like right, right in my hand right now I got some pumpkin spice. I'm already at it. I love pumpkin spice stuff. Okay. But I, I'm not a big fan of the – 
a lot of the stuff you buy at something like a Tim Hortons or Starbucks where it's just it's half high fructose corn syrup, yeah, you know, yeah. gross. So I don't like it really sweet. Do you ever put fat in your coffee? Like I know the whole bulletproof. What do you think about the whole bulletproof craze, putting butter, coconut oil? I, I've kind of gone to a place where I'll, I'll usually put about a t- tablespoon of heavy cream in the bottom of my coffee. Like what yeah. – are you okay with fat in coffee? I am. I like black coffee, yeah. though. But I know Mike Nelson, uh, who we talked about, Mike likes to put like heavy whipping cream and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've toyed around with coconut oil and – and stuff like that. But for the most part, I like my coffee unfooled around with, right? I, I want to taste what's yeah. in that. Coffee yeah. is not one thing, and well, I want to taste that. Yeah, it's like, you know, like I just mentioned whiskey, you know, a second ago. It's like if you, like, have a, you, you know, buy a cheap bottle of whiskey, you know, put, put coke in it, fine. If you buy, like, a good, high-quality whiskey, like, how dare you, like, mess with, Absolutely. you know, like you're messing with, like, the flavors and the, and the process of how it was made and all that. So, yeah, it's kind of the same deal with any, any good... <laughs> like, a wine connoisseur. If you yeah. said wine is just wine, oh. they'd shoot you in the head. Right. You know. Right. And I love so. that. There's a uh, the book Anti Fragile, which I've talked about a lot on this show. Um, Nassim Tlaib, uh, and he talks about like the things that he drinks are the drinks that have been around the longest, right? So it's mm-hmm. like water, coffee, wine, and I, you know, I throw whiskey in there just because it's. It's not as old as wine, but it's it's a couple three four hundred years old. Yeah, I consider that oh. old. So uh, so you know what? It's, to me, it's that connoisseur uh, appreciation of craftsmanship and quality and 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 that kind of stuff that you can see in wines and coffees and and things like that. Yeah, and and you know, like the Keurig to me is such like a a, a just a tragedy of coffee. And like I don't know, you know, like I like I, have I ever used a Keurig? Yeah. But like just how it's just it's just such like a it's like taking a grass fed like steak and just in like it's that versus like a Salisbury steak microwave dinner or something like it's just ugh, yeah. it's such a shame. Yeah, I'm with. So okay, well, let's talk about coffee and sleep uh, real quick. So I know a lot of times let's say people are having trouble sleeping, and what I always tell people because you know sleep is one of the four pillars of the Simply Human lifestyle. So I always tell people if you need coffee to wake up in the morning, you don't need more coffee. You need more sleep. And if you can't go to sleep at night or you're waking up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep, sometimes that can be a cortisol thing. And so do you ever recommend people like just, okay, you don't, you need to not drink any coffee for a week or two and let your receptors reset and kind of let your cortisol and all that reset? Or is like, what are your recommendations on, on coffee and sleep and all that? That's interesting. I and mean, when you talk about resetting, uh, we actually did some research we presented last year on, uh, habituation because so many times coffee studies are in they give huge amounts of caffeine or coffee to caffeine naive people but 90 percent of the globe consumes caffeinated drinks like coffee and tea so we're not caffeine naive right and why does all the research do that i mean not all but much so we actually looked and there was a blunting but it didn't abolish the effect so we're seeing guys get 11 percent boost in explosive lifts with two packs of via and then we took guys that were regular caffeine and coffee consumers, and they were still getting a significant bump of about 6% in their lifts. Huh. So it didn't abolish it. Uh, so just, just, I guess that's just with regards to your comment about like, you know, re- getting your receptors reset or yeah. whatever. Um, but having said that, yeah, there's a lot of reasons, of course, for insomnia. And uh, I really become a fan of, you know, if you're going to exercise um, seriously, 
intensely, then you have to kind of take that same approach with sleep. I mean, sleep intensely sounds funny, but you know, the guys that will take like a zinc magnesium supplement or, uh, you know, my wife's a big pusher of the double bag chamomile tea down and that's, you know, it doesn't interact usually with other meds. And, uh, so I try to do the best I can with that. I, I don't personally drink coffee past about, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. It just, I'm one of those people, I think it lingers on. I mean, there's genetically, you know, most of the population is one of two types. You're a fast caffeine metabolizer or a slow metabolizer. And if you're a slow metabolizer, you got to be really careful, you know, with some of that. And I wrestle with that, right? Because my, my wife and I go for walks in the morning and I like to do it fasted. I like to remind my yeah, body yeah. to burn fat, right? you know. Uh, because otherwise, I'm fed 100% of the time yeah. <laughs> during the day. So it's that old bodybuilder mentality and always eating and being a high insulin, high blood sugar state. And so I, we get about 4.45 in the morning to do that. Wow. So if I don't get to bed, if I don't literally start winding down about 8 p.m., um, I, I do wrestle with that. I'm like, should I even get up or should I get this extra hours of sleep? Right. You know, because all we do is go for a brisk walk. It's not like I'm training real hard that that early. Yeah. So it's sort of that trade-off maybe, but I think that's an individual thing. There's, yeah. a, there's a phrase in dietetics that I always thought was a bit of a cop-out, but it's also true because of individual genetic differences, and it's as tolerated. Yep. You know, some people can tolerate lots of coffee, and, and some better cut it off by 1 or 2 p.m. Right, yeah. If you, like, if you drink coffee in the morning or, or at, at noon and you just cannot sleep, and then you don't drink coffee and you can sleep, well, hey, uh, there's a clue for you, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's like you just, it might be like everybody's kind of a different sort of deal. So well, just like you mentioned with the whiskey and stuff, to me, it's not like it's um, in a way it's an enjoyment and it's a privilege that I don't want to lose. Yeah. And if I, I just have to follow that sort of, I sound like a Buddhist here, but that middle path, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to overdo it and, and lose the privilege. Well, yeah. And see, there's that, there's the whole balance between the, the three pillars, eat, sleep and move and then, and then manage stress or that enjoy life part. And there's some, there's some overlap there. Like for, you know, if, if, you know, you're going to, if, if something you enjoy is a Klondike bar and that's like you, you grew up and there's like this, you know, your grandmother used to buy you Klondike bars and that's like, there's this thing about Klondike bars and, but, but you want to have a Klondike bar, that's fine. Just make sure that you're not having one every day or that you're not, you know, eating like, you know, your, your nutrition kind of, kind of, makes up for that you know like like you said like with the sleep thing like like you know you're gonna have coffee you want to enjoy that well then you better start you better go to bed on time you better have like a a sleep environment set up for you're not you know watching tv until you go to sleep and you've got all the lights on and you've got the room is hot you know like you just you need to make make trade-offs for things that you want to do that you enjoy um and so yeah Yeah. i'm a big fan of all that so um, my house we say you know treat not staple so like most people in the mcdonald's down from my house it's a constant conveyor belt of cash for those people and it's because they do it as a staple that's their breakfast lunch and dinner i've I've spoken to university athletes and i'm like do you realize your 100 percent of your diet is deep fried fast food there's not a single vegetable or fruit in your entire lineup here and now you could cast fingers you know point fingers at them but if they're living in an urban food desert it's actually harder to get to a that's a grocery cool. that doesn't yeah. exist. But at the same time, that's the approach. Like some people would be shocked. Oh my God, look at Dr. Lowry and his family. They're having a, what we call a McDonald's freak out, you yeah. know, or a fast food freak out. Yeah. It's, this is like a once in a blue moon thing, and we're having fun with it and we're enjoying it. Like yeah. you said, it's that enjoy life. But next, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be back to my oatmeal and berries with some whey protein in it. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, and you mentioned a brisk walk. And so would you, I know I've read something, gosh, it's been an article that was like dated like 10 years ago or more, but you mentioned like walking is, is one of the best, just for, that is like if, for the every person, you don't live in like a, a mountain area where you can like cross country ski. You say like walking is like the best form of cardio. Do you still, is that still something that you, you think? Yeah, I once wrote an article called 100 Workouts, and it was basically about that. You have to have a lot of patience, right? There's a tortoise and there's a hare approach to getting lean. And um, I actually like the idea. I think, especially being middle-aged now, I think orthopedically there's a lot of benefit. I mean, if you think about it, when you go to a physical therapist, for example, most of what they do is not exactly intense training. It's sort of just moving in a natural way. And walking is very natural. There's no recovery necessary. I, it's not going to interfere with my workout later this afternoon. You know, so that's, that's been the formulation that I have. Like yeah. a, a nice medium pace. Sometimes, you know, I used to wear an X vest, like a 20 or 40 yeah, pound vest. I've done that. Add, yeah. Yep. Just add a little more and, resistance. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Even I've seen power lifters that wanted to gain weight and they would even, they'd walk in the morning just to balance out you know, that extreme calorie surplus and the potential fat gain later in the yeah, day. Yeah. And just to, so, you know, the, maybe the gains are a little more leaner over time, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, I'm, I remain a, a fan of, uh, of walking. Yeah. Okay. So we are at 30 minutes and I want to respect your time. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, we mentioned iron radio podcast. Where else uh, can people find you on Twitter and social media and all that? Right. I, well, I think if you were to go to ironradio.org, there's the links to all of those other things. Okay. I mean, we're on iTunes, uh, Iron Radio, uh, Lawn Man 7 on Twitter, uh, but all of it would basically be from the ironradio.org uh, webpage. Okay. Yeah. And that's I've been just... doing that for eight plus years now, yeah. so wow. lots branching out from that. Yeah, cool. All right, now I'm going to ambush you with that last question that uh, doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we just talked about. And, and for the record, we basically just talked about coffee. So there, you know, I, I still, I wanted to talk to you about the high protein diets, especially fat. So while everyone's listening, I would like to see if I could get you to commit to maybe coming back on sometime this fall, uh, and, and sort of delving into some of those other issues we didn't get to. Sure. No, yeah, that'd be good. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. What is one thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? Oh, well, um, they used to call me the warrior nerd. Yeah, I've, that's funny. I've seen that. You know, on, yeah, yeah, nerdy tendencies. Um, and it, people are going to find this funny, and a lot of meathead lifters would roll their eyes about this, but um, I like stuff like fantasy uh, literature, like Dungeons and Dragons and books and uh, even tabletop games and stuff like that. Yeah. There's sort of this whole fantasy genre. Yeah. And I actually paint little guys. You know, it's so nerdy, but... <laughs> I, I didn't go to school in art, so that's one of the things I do is I, I paint little pewter guys, you know, yeah. to, to wind down. I've got little bottles of paint around the house next to my coffee cups and stuff. Yeah. And so it's my artistic outlet uh, because I, I almost did it in college, and my wife almost did too. And, so, and, you know, we'll go to conventions, you know, Gen Con, Comic yeah. Con, stuff like that. And that's a side of me that most people don't know about, don't regularly see. But yeah. that's that's what I do to enjoy life. Yeah. and I'm pretty good at it over the years. Yeah. You know, I, my my little my little dude man's appear in magazines <laughs> and stuff like that. That's so. awesome. I love. I, everyone has like something like that about them that they're either going to disclose, they have the confidence to disclose, or they hide it. But well, let's share this with you, Mark. I told you that, but I had a local reporter pushing me about that, and. 
I declined. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a, there is a. Uh, okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to mi- mitigate the the da- the damage of this. Yeah, yeah. Right. So my, yeah. So my deal is, and our listeners know this, but I am in a barbershop quartet. So like, you talk about nerdy. I mean, like, our 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 nerd powers combined are like pretty nerdy. So yep, nerdy. <laughs> but you know, you need some balance, yeah. and if. If you're always serious with the science and you know you're training your butt off in the gym and everything, it's it's so different. It's like a whole different community, right. and I think it's good to have that kind of balance. I, I appreciate that more that I'm middle aged now. Yeah, definitely, awesome, Dr. Larry. So appreciative uh, that you were on. Just thrilled to have you on as a guest. We really appreciate this. No, I appreciate. It. I, I think we need to do, as you know, uh, as much cross pollinating across podcasts as we can because you know the listeners benefit. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Dr. Lowry. Check him out on Iron Radio and check out the episode that I was on. Uh, it's it's back there a few episodes, I'm sure. Uh, it's I'm sure they haven't like taken it down uh, yet. Maybe they have. Uh, we talk about habits, um, so that was fun. So, Dr. Lowry is a is an awesome guy. Yeah, like I said in the interview, there's a couple of topics that I wanted to to get to with him on, and we never even got to it because I was just like, you know what? We're going to just finish this coffee talk because I was having so much talk. And I thought about that coffee talk with... Uh, we get a lot of questions about coffee. I yeah. specifically have myself a lot of questions yeah. about coffee, so this is good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to this. Very good. Time travel talk. Yeah. All right. It is now time for Humans Being Human. Uh, we talked at the beginning of the show. Chris Brandon is on again, and uh, he tells the elk package package story. So here is Chris in all of his glory, mountain biking. Shut your face, too. Yes, joining, joining <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, while you're at it, why don't you jump down a well? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was taken out of context. Joining us on the Simply Human podcast, uh, it is the Styrofoam Cup Man, Chris. Oh, no. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Okay, so here is how this happened, Rick. I, Chris was like, hey, I've got a story. And I was like, oh, great. I would love to hear it, meaning I want you to... I want to do this. Well, he sent me like a super long text, like of the whole story. And I felt bad because he probably spent quite a long time drafting this text. And then I was like, I didn't read it. I texted him. I was like, I'm not reading that. I want to hear the story. for the. It had something to do with the, um, mail fraud or something, right? Uh, yeah, it's the uh, elk package package Ooh. and mail fraud and um, uh, clearing a conference room. Now, see, so, Mark is Mark is very familiar with mail fraud, but he spells mail differently, and it's when he comes to meet his uh, escort that he met on uh, Craigslist. This is all well, erroneous. Mm. This is all baronious. Um, okay, so start from the beginning. So I, I overheard this story uh, at my wife's hmm. uh, grandfather's hmm. uh, funeral, sort of the after when you're you know, sitting around with the family and whatnot and reminiscing. Uh, so the after the, party at the funeral, <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that, but that's what I was thinking. Yep. Um, but the, uh, the, the, the brothers were all together talking about the different stories of, of, uh, we're, we're going to call him Peter, uh, of Peter. And, um, Peter. So the, uh, the, the story goes that one time, uh, all of the brothers got together, and brother-in-laws as well, got together and... I believe it's took, brothers-in-law, uh, but 
That's beside the point. I was just thinking uh, the same thing, and I was like, only Mark is going to stop this <laughs> story down to correct Chris and say brothers-in-law. Well, uh, how, sorry. however, uh, that makes you happy. Go sorry, for it. Um, but the, uh, they get together, and they decide that they're going to take uh, Peter hunting. Um, Peter has a pretty weak stomach, and um, he goes through with one trip, but uh, just can't make it through on, on the, the next trip that they're going on. So this is the, the second trip that, that they're planning. Um, Paul, that's his real name, uh, decides to, to call Peter up and say, hey, let's, let's go hunting again. This time we're going to go for elk. Um, I, I know that we had a bad time with the deer, but let's go. So two days before the trip, uh, Peter calls and says, I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I threw up on the last one. Uh, I, I'm just not going to be able to do this again. And so Paul says, that, that's fine. I, I've still got um, the, uh, the lease. I, I'm going out. So he goes out, kills, a, uh, kills an elk and um, a buck. And evidently this is from him because I'm not a hunter. Um, Hunterman. That's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> when, when, when you kill an elk uh, or a male uh, animal, you emasculate it. So, oh. Mark, if you don't know what that is, just look in your pants. And uh, you'll be, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so wait, so emasculating emas- emas- an elk is when you just have a bunch of whipped cream in your underwear? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay pause pause time out time out does anyone i am not a hunterman does anyone here have an answer as to why you do that why you chop the d off (laughs) have fun taking that out of context by the way (laughs) okay so some some hunting value in removing the the, the drangus (laughs) The, the junk everything so paul clears everything up he um and he, he proceeds to dry the, uh, the, the penis and the scrotum. Okay. And um, once he gets it all dry... With his he, hair. Which, I don't know what they do. So uh, once he gets it all dry, he, he uh, seals it up in a 35-millimeter uh, um, film container. Okay. So it's, it's all sealed up. And he takes it to his uh, his sister who uh or yes we'll, we'll call it a sister because her name's going to be mary um takes it to a sister was da- is doubting working. is doubting thomas a part of the story <laughs> no no they, they, these these are the three characters and, and that's all okay. so um so he takes it to her she happens to work in the mail room of an air force base <laughs> again male spelled m-a-l-e mail room. <laughs> <laughs> mail fraud oh, was going on in the mail room <laughs> <laughs> there's mail fraud going on in Mark's pants right now <laughs> again it's all, the only thing happening down there is I just there's a bunch of whipped cream down there I don't understand what the joke's all about okay <laughs> okay so yeah, short mail room <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Do I, am I gonna have to bleep that? No, oh. no wonder Rudy's so fat. Oh gosh! I don't... <laughs> God! 
Rudy is my dog. For anyone who's listening to think that Rudy is my son or something. Yeah, yeah. Rudy is my dog. And I, but I don't get the joke, so I'm gonna, we're just going to continue. So... He's so, fat because um, he has Mary- to take steroids because he's very sick. But, you know, but th- thanks a lot. Way to go, Chris. Well, uh, here's hoping he doesn't die soon. Oh, he will, um, hopefully. <laughs> so Mary, uh, Mary proceeds to forward uh, the sealed deer pen- or elk penis, scrotum, all of that, mm-hmm. all over the nation uh, to her buddies. Uh, saying each time, hey, we need you to uh, repackage this and resend it. Basically, Paul doesn't want Peter to know that he is sending this to him. Okay, so that goes on for a couple weeks. Wow, that's elaborate. Right, right. So, so, Wait, wait, hang on. Say that one more time to set this up. I wasn't. He, I'm, he, I'm like, slightly so, confused. What? So he didn't. He, he they had it sent to like many different places, so he couldn't like trace who actually sent it to him. So yeah, each hmm. time you're getting a new like a zip code stamp through you know military mail. So okay, N A I L. So it's uh, <laughs> another good type of. So thing. then um, at, at this time, this is uh, late seventies, early eighties. Um, Peter is working in a tech company in Dallas. And uh, when you're working in a tech company in Dallas and you receive mail with a government stamp, it's going to go right into to, uh, the, the office no matter who, you know, no matter what's going on. So the family or the, the family, the, uh, the courier rushes it in. To the uh, to the conference room. He's just flopping it around in his hand. He's already like taking it. Well, this is box. hold on. This, this isn't this isn't a this is in many packages. Remember, right? Okay. <laughs> so Peter Peter gets this, and he he's really he's in there with all of his buddies. They're they're getting really excited about this uh, government contract. Government. What what is in this? We have no idea. They start to open it up. So this has been gone around the country several layers of, you know, kind of a, a Russian nesting doll of, of packages. Mm, that's a good reference. They're, they're, pull, they're, uh, they're un, <coughs> unopening it, and then... Wait, if, you, if you're unopening to, it, doesn't that mean you're closing un-op- it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah so sorry, why would they sorry. be closing so you're, it? You're, back? Oh, I, I unwrapping see. It. I see. Unwrapping <laughs> it. So, they're... <laughs> but they, they finally get down to the last few boxes when the smell hits oh, them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that penis smell. The, <laughs> the, no, I think it's the decaying <laughs> smell is what he's, he's referring to. The, <laughs> the only, yeah, whatever a decaying penis or scrotum or smells like. Flesh, uh, any flesh. That, that's what... So, smells delicious. That's, <laughs> that's what Jeez, hits Jack. them in the face. And Peter so begins... Puking <gasps> everywhere. Oh no! <laughs> Clears the conference room of all of his buddies. Then that, this, this is... that they're getting a, a, a government contract, just blowing chunks. And then the uh, the stand by me moment. Uh, if, if you watch that movie, everybody else starts vomiting around him. And so it's just this pile upon pile of puke. 
as talk that, about an emotional roller coaster. Talk about an emotional roller coaster. For one minute, you think you're getting this lucrative government contract, and then you open the package and you find out you're getting a dead, decaying deer penis. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on so. you. Uh, okay, so how did <laughs> how did he uh, fi- did he ever fit? I guess he ever figured out he did figure out at some they, point they kept they kept that secret uh until the day he died they said that they even at that point in time that they couldn't believe that he had never uh brought that up and tried to um uh you know pin it on one of them oh so. that is great that's a good way to <laughs> i was gonna say well you normally after the humans and human story it's like well rick have you ever Mailed an elk <laughs> penis. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I thought I thought this would piggyback nice onto the uh, the the uh, brownie yes. incident or whatever. What, what we were talking about a couple weeks the ago? The poop so. when we sent our friend poop instead of a cup. Yeah, I was yeah. Expecting. There well, you go. there you have it, everyone. The backpack story. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from Chris. I didn't come up with yeah, that. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. Chris, thank you for being on the show again. Please poop in a cup again so you can come back on some other time. Mm, no. Thank you, Chris. Um, I'm sure he will be back on. He is a he would you say like he's he's in like the top ten like de- most dedicated listeners? Would I mean could I, 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 I- Mark, I don't like to play favorites with our listeners. I don't like. I don't like to say that one listener is more important than the other. Well, listener. that's not what I was saying. That's not what I. That's oh, I, I think saying. that's exactly what you were saying. So <laughs> everyone listening to this, it's not Chris Brandon. Mark just took a dump on your face. <laughs> I did not. Okay. No, um, I really like. Uh, I. I I understand that there are lots of people who go to the website, they like our Facebook page, they follow you on Twitter, whatever, and they probably don't ever comment towards us. They probably don't ever say anything or they probably never email, but uh, I recognize that's the majority of people. But Chris is one of those people that's very frequently uh, commenting and liking and posting and stuff like that on our Facebook page. So he's one of the ones that we we automatically think about. Chris is a a great dude, and uh, that's probably my favorite – one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. I don't remember what episode number it was, but in Every Man with Chris, yes. uh, and man, he's uh, he's a you're absolutely he's an everyman, and he's doing great. So yeah. and it's, it's awesome crazy to to have his input. Like last year at this time, he had made a bunch of changes, and like I think that's about the time we had him on. It's been about a year ago. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, and, it was about a year ago. And when you look at pictures of him from last year, it's like whoa! Like he look, you know, like he's just continuing to like just do great and get stronger. Yeah. And, uh, so it's it's uh, he's he's great and such a hunk, such a hunk. Looks so good with his shirt off. Oh, you and and he had his birthday a couple and he had his birthday yeah. a couple days ago. So happy birthday, Chris! Happy birthday! We went to uh, uh, bonsai in Abilene that has like there was like his wife yes. sent, his wife sent out a text like the morning of his birthday to like you know eight or nine couples just like hey last minute you know it's Chris's birthday does anybody want to. Uh, you know, go after anybody want to get a giant bowl together and uh, put our keys in there and see what happens. <laughs> no, oh, we're no, that's not, that didn't happen. And it's, it's, <laughs> you just show up and it's just all the husbands like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, hey, we're so the, oh man. Oh, okay. Mark, turn turn them off. Yeah, here we go. I guess we gotta do it. <laughs> we're already, like we've already, I've already driven all the way across town. <laughs> I had my heart set on something, so I guess. <laughs> so, okay. so she sends out this text, and I'm sure she was just thinking, you know, maybe two or three couples would like say yes, since it was sh- so short notice. And every couple 
was like, yep, sure, we'll be there. And so, like, there were, like, 45 people in our party that night. It was it was insanity, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so, anyway. Okay, it is now time for the tip of the week, something you start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this is, we're going to kind of uh, tie in the coffee coffee talk with, uh, who was that? It was Mike Myers, coffee talk with... Uh, coffee talk. I'm with Linda Meyer. Linda, no, no. Linda uh, Richmond. Linda Richmond. Linda Richmond. I'm beklempt. So, this is a... a, a, a Article from HuffPost, why do some people live longer than others? And it says, we all want to live healthier, longer lives. Hang on, that's like the most confusing uh, headline of all time, because they do. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. Like You figure it out. We want to live healthier, longer lives. It's from the article. Every year brings with it new developments that have the potential to help us live longer, healthier, happier lives. Some of these are exciting, some less exciting. Not all claims turn out to be accurate or helpful, but there is advice that is backed up by solid research that suggests we really can benefit from a change. Uh, these are the most recent discoveries in healthcare to remember and how we can use them to make our lives healthier. Remember, grain of salt here, obviously. Um, so apples, an apple a day does keep the doctor away. Um, you know, so uh, fruit, I think really any fruit is better, you know, is an, is an, and then like, oh, an organic apple, not organic apple. An apple, any apple is better than like a milkshake, right? So like apples, fruit is good. It says alcohol is the next one, okay? It says here in the UK, <clears throat> good day, mate. We've now got one of the lowest <laughs> lowest recommended alcohol limits in the world, down to 14 drinks a week. And for the first time, it's the same for both sexes. D- uh, Dame Sally Davies and her team brought the limit down after new research showed that even light drinking increases the risk of breast and bowel cancer and has smaller health benefits than were previously believed. But as the life insurance industry has long known, non-drinkers don't live as long as moderate drinkers. So, like, you have this research study that's, like, you know, saying all this other stuff, but, like, like it's kind of like Vegas. Like Vegas knows, right? Like the, where the what the, yeah. what's going to happen. So it's like li- so it's like life insurance industry is like the Vegas of li- you know of that kind of stuff. Like they're, they 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 know where the money is. So they know that non-drinkers don't live as long as moderate drinkers. So uh, they just don't understand why. So that's interesting. So cholesterol is the next one. Um, and then here we go. Coffee. People who drank three to five cups of coffee per day have about fifteen percent lower risk of premature mortality compared to people who didn't. Drink coffee. How? Coffee drinkers have a decreased risk of stroke and maybe less at risk of type 2 diabetes. There's speculation about what ingredient may be benefit. Lignans, quinides, magnesium have been proposed, but strangely, it doesn't seem to be the caffeine since drinking decaffeinated coffee has similar benefits. There was also no benefit of coffee for smokers. Then, of course, it says exercise and spices, sunlight, things like that. But so the tip of the week is like now we talk about in, in the interview with Dr. Lowry, like if you cannot sleep, and you know you're having total sleep issues where you're like insomnia like co- you know don't drink coffee like don't drink stimulants that might be the problem but if if you're healthy and like doing good things and like i mean he said he drinks i can't remember exactly you know 3 or 4 cups in the morning like get get the tip of the week is like don't buy like crap coffee right like if you have like and now if you've already bought like if you got a Keurig for your birthday or something like then you know use the Keurig whatever but like mark it says to throw it away yeah, yeah. Like, like, what'd you do? <laughs> you like threw my birthday present away. Like, oh, Mark said it too. Jerk. So, uh, but you know, buy like good, spend some money on like good quality coffee. Don't get like the cheapest coffee because coffee isn't just about like waking you up. There are actual benefits to good, high quality coffee. So drink good coffee. There it is. Okay. How do you know what's, uh, very quickly, how do you know what's good and what's not good? Right. I buy, uh, Starbucks or yeah. not Starbucks? I buy uh, coffee from from Costco. Yeah. So I I was good. I was um, 
ha- happy to find out from Dr. Lowry in the interview that you just listened to that he like does all his research with Starbucks Via, which is like the little packets. Because in those, and like he mentions in the article, in the in the interview, like those are like, you you know what you're getting. Like with drip coffee and other ways you make coffee, like the caffeine, the milligram amount is is very variable. Like it could be very high or very low, just kind of depending on several different factors in those methods of brewing. But like those little Via packets, which I'm thinking I'm going to start buying them. He takes them before like he works out because uh, caffeine before you work out can help, you know, do a lot of good things for your uh, musculoskeletal, cardiovascular system, all that stuff. Um, and so, but he uses like, he drinks like Starbucks. And so like he buys the Starbucks coffee. So he's not like, you know, I, I asked him like, do you, you know, you have to buy like the bulletproof Dave Asprey $48 million a, a pound coffee. And like, no, but don't buy like the, just like the bottom of the barrel coffee, right? Like, so like, like a taster's choice. Yeah, stuff. or something like that. Like, and if you've drank Folgers your whole life, like, great. But Folgers is like, the farther you go down, like, the cheaper it gets, the more they do to try to to just make more of it, and you're and you're losing some of the nutrition that goes with anything. Um, See the, the the Costco coffee I buy the Kirkland's. Uh, it comes in beans. You have to actually yeah. grind it there at the store. Yes, so yes. I think I would assume that means that's good, right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of not buying pre ground coffee oh what was the study that you'd you know there's no study just to me like it just seems more natural like talking about simply human a way to do it well and you know like i can open the bag and i can see that it's nothing but coffee beans whereas like if you buy pre-ground coffee already i don't know if this happens or not but like i don't know wouldn't be i wouldn't be real super shocked if like maxwell house like there was an expose that said half their coffee is sawdust because it's cheaper or something like that kind of like they did like a was that a cheddar not cheddar cheese like parmesan Cheese, like a few uh, months ago, there was this big thing that it was like it was sawdust. Like Parmesan cheese was like half like hmm. sawdust. Like the shake out, like the craft uh, Parmesan yeah. shaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Unbelievable. My kids love that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> they just open their mouths and dump it in. Um, all oh, right. <laughs> all right. I think that is going to do it. Coming up next time. So excited! I've already done the interview. Joe DeSena, the creator of the Spartan races. We nerd out, totally nerd out on the Sparta stuff because I have actually been doing the Sp- his Spartan Fit like thirty day workouts and like this is day like twelve of the workouts. They're pretty, they're pretty intense. They're pretty crazy. They're very out of the box. There's no barbell work. There's no like weights. It's all like body weight and just like. Hang on, what's what's his name? Joe DeSena. How do you spell DeSena? D E space S E N A. Joe DeSena. He, okay. Oh, Rick, I'm Joe so DeSena. sad you missed this interview. We're going to talk about it on the next show. But he grew up in like in Queens, and like the the neighborhood that he grew up in hey. was was the neighborhood that he like that uh, Goodfellas was filmed in. It's like, and he was Forget like, he was the pool boy for like 700 like mob guys. Seriously, like it's insane. Like we have, a, I'm so like sad that you weren't on. Like I keep, I, I made like a reference to Donnie Brasco and he's like, yeah, actually that's actually kind of how it happened. Like I said, no, oh, did, did everybody pay you in like envelopes of cash? And he was like, yeah, they did. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like awesome. So anyway, super excited to have him on. And that was a, a, a really cool interview, which is going to be on episode 140. So go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. At simplyhuman52 is where you can find us on uh, social media. You can call us at 530-42-HUMAN. Oh, man, I, I'm going to play it uh, on the next show. There was a, a voicemail that I wanted to play, but I will play it on the next show. Call us, uh, leave us uh, comments, questions. If you have um, can, somebody you can text that number and somebody texted me 
hey, because we said who wants to, you know, who are repeat guests you want to have on, and somebody texted me and said, hey, how about Dr. Uh, Tim Martin, who was on, who's the Abilene physician, who's like, you know, in oh this, yeah, yeah, and he and and so Absolutely. I so I, I've already emailed Dr. Martin. He's going to be back on the show late uh, the first week of September. He's going to be on, so um, so that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, so text that number five three zero forty two human. I believe that is going to do it for this edition yes. of the Simply Human podcast. And remember. <laughs> 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 so until next time, enjoy yourself.